This is uh, James P. White from 95.7 Cruise FM, The Locker Room. Welcome to the Jedi Jimmy Podcast. This is episode 58, Ahsoka, season 1, episode 3. The title of this episode is actually called Time to Fly. The episode actually starts with Sabine practicing with a wooden lightsaber. It's very similar to the uh, Japanese practice uh, wooden blades that they use uh, when learning sword play and the techniques are very similar to the uh, samurai techniques called tamashiguri which is used to test the blade's sharpness in the series of different cuts it's very similar to that so tamashiguri is literally means cut test it was popular uh, during the Edo period in Japan and the history of the testing was to actually uh, test the quality of the swords in specific movements. Now Huang was going through the drill uh, and he, he, it would make sense for him to do it since he is you know, thousands of years old and he his primary purpose is actually not only teaching Jedi how to build the lightsaber but how to test it properly and the best way to do it is through tests like the Temeshigiri. Now when he was uh, doing this she was actually hitting the techniques the way she should but her accuracy was off is what his his test would say. Now Ahsoka said you know what this one's not working let's try a different uh, test and it's called Saguchi or sorry Satuchi and it's the learning how to use a lightsaber blindfolded and trying to use the force or premonition to be able to uh, use your blade now the first reference of this in in Star Wars uh, from 1977 up was actually when Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, put the helmet with the blast shield on Luke and made him learn how to defend against the remote. And also, funny thing about Satuchi is, or Satoichi, was actually a character from Rogue One, uh, Churi Emui, who was played by Donnie Yen. He actually was very Force-sensitive, but he was the one that was blind, that could use the staff really well. He actually was essentially uh, Zatoichi. That's how he said it. I was saying it wrong at the beginning. Zatoichi. Now, the, the sword techniques are very much that she's using is from Form 1, uh, uh, Shicho, and Form 5, which is... Uh, Xian or Jimso. Now, right behind, uh, in the ship here, you see a cabinet that is full of lightsabers. There's a number of different style of lightsabers sitting in that cabinet, and I'm actually going to break that down a little bit because a lot of them are very similar to that of other Jedi. But you also got to remember that this was a Jedi ship, and actually a ship very much like this is when... Uh, Huyang, uh, he actually, because he used to take the 
the Jedi on the gathering, which was where they would go to a, a planet to find their uh, sword crystal. Now, now we jump from there to Hera. Hera's actually back on home one, uh, dealing with holograms of the chancellor and several senators. They're the Senate committee. One of the senators, Ziono, uh, and he seemed very corrupt. He kept every time that uh, Hera brought up the fact that the uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn is alive, he kept saying, no, you're, you're wrong. But the funny thing about this uh, senator, as I said, seems very corrupt, probably working with uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn or the people trying to release him. Uh, he is actually the father of a very prominent member of the Resistance that we see in the series Resistance, which is an animated series, and he does make a slight appearance in Force Awakens. But he's actually a good guy. Now, Mon Mothma is the Chancellor of the Senate, but she used to be, during the uh, Rebels uh, Rebellion, she was a Senator. So of Chandrilla. She was the senator for Chandrilla. We actually see her originally in Andor. Uh, you see a lot of that, which is actually, Andor is about, I want to say, eight years before this show. Now, the, the, all the senators are really fighting against Hera, saying that she's, you know, hopeful that she's trying to find Ezra and use more of the the Republic's resources to, in that way to try and get back Ezra. Now, as I predicted in the previous episodes, I knew that they were going to introduce uh, Jason Sindula. Hera's son and she is actually the or he is the son of her and Kanan Jarrus who was a Jedi that was working with the rebels before he was killed just before the uh, liberation of Lothal now Jason was actually kind of jealous when he heard that Sabine was being trained to be a Jedi because he wants to be a Jedi now in Last episode, I did mention Chopper. I, Chopper is, uh, his uh, designation is C-I-O-P. They call him Chop. He's an astromech droid that's during the time of the Republic. But he actually ended up crashing on Hera's planet uh, in a Y-Wing fighter. And she basically fixed them and adopted them now Sabine is really struggling with her belief in the ability to use her ability to use the force she was very doubtful she was struggling with being able to believe and and Sabine is actually losing heart and it kind of reminds me of a quote from Yoda from Empire Strikes Back when he's talking to Luke on Dagobah 
And he goes, always with you, what can't be done. Always with you, what cannot be done. Do you nothing that I say? Master, moving stones around is one thing. This is totally different. No, no different. Only different in your mind. You must unlearn what you have learned. But also, now we hear... Huang, uh, you know, also doesn't believe that Sabine is going to be a good Jedi candidate because of her disconnection to the Force, how old she is, and he kept saying the Jedi Council would not accept her. And Ahsoka said that could be why the Jedi fell, is because they were too stringent on some of these rules. Now, the Republic Council actually refused to help uh, investigate where Morgan went and investigate the possible possibility of the resurgence of Thrawn. So Ahsoka and Sabine are heading to the planet, and as they come out of uh, hyperspace, they come to the back end of the planet where the Eye of Scion is on the other side. So what ends up happening is they're attacked by a bunch of fighters led by Shin and uh, Morak, the Inquisitor. So they end up attacking the Eye of Scion with their cannons. The Eye of Scion is actually able to disable them. And the cool thing about this scene here is they were temporarily disabled. So Sabine was trying to fix the ship. So in order to defend the ship, Ahsoka put on a, a spacesuit, went out onto the outside of the planet, and was actually using her lightsaber to deflect the blaster bolts from the fighters. And in doing so, she was actually able to disable, or actually destroy one of the fighters. Thought that was a really cool scene with some fancy flying from Sabine. She was able to get the uh, get Ahsoka uh, back in the ship, and as they're trying to escape towards the planet, they found Pergil on the planet. So Pergil, you know, I mentioned it before. It was that with the help of the Pergil, they're known as space whales known to be able to, to travel through hyperspace. They were what was the cause of Ezra and Grand Admiral Thrawn's disappearance. Now, one thing that I learned here is, and it was with a statement that was done by Huang, was the Pergil are actually part of the universe way of charting hyperspace. So with the the... Pergil flying through space, through hyperspace like they do, they are able to create space uh, like hyperspace lanes, and that's actually how the uh, you're able to travel through hyperspace at this time. So, so at this point, the uh, Sabine and um. Ahsoka, they land on Cetos, 
and they're hiding in the trees, so they weren't able to be found by the patrol. And so the episode ends actually with Balin sending HK droids after Ahsoka to uh, kill them. Now, a few things that I missed from the previous episode, and it was mentioned here a bit, is the Eye of Scion is a hyperspace ring. So it's got multiple hyperspace engines on it. So it's, uh, But it's large enough that it should be able to help transport a Star Destroyer. I think that's really cool because these hyperspace... Uh, this hyperspace ring, the Eye of Scion, is very similar to that that the Jedi starfighters used to travel through hyperspace uh, during the uh, Clone Wars. Now, I made mention of the ghost before, and if you were watching, uh, one thing I didn't mention, if you were watching at the end of The Return of Skywalker, the movie, in the uh, final scene where the citizen fleet comes, you can actually see the ghost in the in the fleet. In this picture, it you can see the red circle. And also in the last episode, uh, Sabine put her Mandalorian armor on, uh, so for when she started to train with Ahsoka, and. Um, Huang made reference to it too if she learns how to be a Jedi she'll be one of few um, Mandalorian Jedis the very first was actually Tar Visla who is the one who actually created the Dark Saber so I was actually asked a question this week by a friend and they were asking about the, uh, Ahsoka's face paint the, the fancy white designs on her face. They're actually not, it's not paint. They're actually birthmarks. So the her race, which is the Tagruda, they, when they're uh, very young, they grow these uh, birthmarks. But as they get older, they change and get th uh, thicker and more of a design. So it's actually kind of neat how that works now a thing I'm going to kind of explain to you uh, about the Star Wars universe that some of you might know could be one of the reasons why Sabine is struggling so hard uh, with becoming a Jedi or the, the force is Sabine is actually the oldest to start training as a Jedi at the age of 29 Anakin when the they introduced him in The Phantom Menace. He was nine, and they said he was too old to start the training. Ezra, during the, the Rebels period, uh, he was 14, and Luke was 19. And again, Yoda made reference in The Empire Strikes Back of uh, Luke being too old to start the training. But she's a lot older than all of them. The one exception to the... Uh, too, too old is Grogu because when he started with Luke he was 50 but with the fact that Grogu is the same race as Yoda 
Yoda lived to be over 900 years old. Now, additional predictions I have going forward is we will actually see Ahsoka's bird, Morai. She was throughout the uh, Rebels series uh, and um, a little bit in the Clone Wars. We will definitely see uh, the ghost in the next couple of episodes. We've already seen Jason Sindula. Now, if you remember from the Obi-Wan, I think it was Obi-Wan. Yeah, the Obi-Wan series. We actually see Garazeb Aurelios. So uh, we he might actually join the crew in the search for Ezra. Now, one thing I need to uh, talk about is there was a lot of nerd uh, chatter on the nerd sites dealing with two things from the original episodes one sabine it had to do with sabine's injury for one when in the first episode when shin stabbed her through the stomach and she didn't die because it was a totally different type of blow than what happened to qui-gon jinn Qui-Gon was center mass, and it went up, so it was a fatal blow. But the reason why Sabine's wasn't is it wasn't center mass. It was more off to the side, so it didn't damage uh, fatal organs. And another uh, thing that I need to make sure that people understand is the rumors that Ezra Bridger might actually be Marok, the Inquisitor is totally bogus uh, because the thing is, is if they found Ezra Bridger, they would have already had Grand Admiral Thrawn because they disappeared together with the Pergo. So there is no way that they've brought in Ezra yet if they haven't found Grand Admiral Thrawn. That's a guaranteed fact. Now, one prediction I have, it's a total shot in the dark, but... If Sabine actually does become a Jedi, with the fact that she is Mandalorian, she can build a new dark saber. Because in the the Mandalorian, if you remember, Moff Gideon in that fancy suit that he built actually crushed the uh, dark saber. So if she is able to rebuild the dark saber, she might be able to become the uh, the next leader of Mandalore. That would be kind of cool. My favorite quotes from these episodes: one, episode one, Morgan Elsbeth said, "Luck has nothing to do with it. Fate has decided our next move." Another quote from Ahsoka is, "Sometimes the right reasons have the wrong consequences." And from this episode, there's two quotes that I really like. Is Ahsoka says this to Sabine. Anger and frustration are quick to give you power, but they also unbalance you. And another quote is, I don't need Sabine to be a Jedi. I need her to be herself. I really enjoy this series. I love it. I thank you so much for joining me. I do need to thank uh, my sponsors, as as you all know, I've, Cryer Media. I've, you can find my podcast and many others on their network, and as well as my buddy Army Chris. 
uh, he helped me set up the equipment uh, for my podcast, and sometimes I even do it at his house when I'm drinking. I look forward to seeing you next time, and may the force be with you, always.